All right, Lady Ada, what is hey, this? Hey, everybody, and welcome to Show and Tell. I got special guest, Jepler, sometimes on the other side of the screen, now on this side of the screen. Our first guest on Show and Tell and Ask an Engineer in over a year. Fully vaccinated. Yeah. Fully vaccinated. And tested. That's right. Um, and tagged and released back into the wild. <laughs> Yes. Um, we got a fun half an hour for you today. We've got people from around the world and from the Adafruit community coming by, showing off what they're working on. We also have some special guests. We're going to start off with Kevin, and we're going to go to Randy from Instructables. Yeah. We have an author interview this week. We have some stuff uh, from DigiKey, and we have some of our team, and then we have folks from the community. So let's kick it off with Kevin. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you guys? What's going on? It's good to see you guys having company again. Man, That's right. You wouldn't believe it, but things are feeling a little more normal. Maybe not everywhere in the country, but it's good to see. Well, I'll say this for folks who are watching and wondering, it is possible to resume some of the things in life. We just need folks to get vaccinated. Exactly. <laughs> we, exactly. we can all do this again. So anyways, it's great to have I, a guest. And I, really like that it's, uh, I agree. So something really exciting. I got some information now on Adabox 20. Not going to release it. Don't worry, Phil. Not going to say anything. But not send it to TMZ. But it is going to be epic. You guys are going to love it, and you'll 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 be pretty excited. But <clears throat> Halloween's coming up. I just want to remind everybody about our little Hackfest contest with Hackaday and Adafruit. You have until October 11th to uh, submit your creepy, crawly, gooey projects onto the Hackaday website and we will judge it. And we have some of these posters that uh, we think are pretty cool. So uh, hopefully there'll be one hanging in your, your office soon. Yeah, I was gonna say, could you send us one of those posters? I actually sent you a bunch of them. Oh, good, okay. Yeah, I just got mine today, so you should be getting yours. And should folks use Adafruit stuff in their oh. entries and designs? Will that help them? Win? You know, it's a good thing you asked that because, you know, it actually, as a matter of fact, yes, Adafruit products will help in your contest. If you win, the prize is doubled. Oh. Well. Yeah. That's two great. Times. Okay. Twice so a month. By using an Adafruit product, you will be doubled your winnings. Yeah. I know our code will probably be using a lot of them, and we'll see how many projects. I have a feeling there's a number of them. There's some pretty cool stuff I've seen. Even a 95 cent button. You okay. Don't care. Hey, it is what it is. Right on. So, if folks want to get more information about the contest, they just go to Hackaday and check out the contest rules and more. That's absolutely correct. Hackaday's got everything you need and happy Halloween Hackfest. Okay. Halloween cool. starts in September. Yeah. And if um, yeah. you send out those posters, thank you in advance and uh, we'll, uh, we'll display them here proudly. Sounds good. Yeah, right, you will have them very shortly. All right. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank All right, you, thank Kevin. You. All right. Next, Next up. up, let's go to Randy. Hey, Randy. How's hey, it going? Randy. Hey, going all right. So Randy's kind of a maker fixture, I guess. I've known of and, and, and Randy's work for a while. Instructables, I guess, is where a lot of folks know you from. So you just wrote a book, and that's what you're going to hear and you're going to talk about today, yeah, right? Yeah, I wrote a book called Homemade Robots. I was trying to um, And... Basically, it's an introductory book for robotics um, for people who just want to kind of get sort of dip their toe into the robotic waters. It's and this is stuff that they probably have around their house. I think one of the coolest projects I remember, because, um, you know, back before Adafruit was a company company, Lady Ada put some of her projects on Instructables. Um, but I remember you had a really cool like CD-ROM um, like robot that you made. It was like 
I think out of a CD-ROM container or CDs or the wheels or something. Yeah, um, it's was a telephone handset and um, has two CDs and they kind of rotate at kind of forty-five degree angles, which lifts the legs and kind of makes it walk around. Um, yeah. All right. So, what type of things can they build? Oh, actually, one one other thing. Uh, the technical reviewer. Of this is Becky Stern. I work with Becky at Make and also here at Adafruit. So that was uh, good on you getting an excellent technical reviewer of yeah. your book. Yeah, she's great. I've known her since college. For I guess it's a very long time now. Yeah, same here. I've known Becky forever. None of it. We're 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 in this matrix in simulation, and it's the same people. Yeah, same twenty people. So, what are the yeah. type of things that people can build with the stuff around the house that are that are robotic? So, you have a tool section, right? So, when I made the book, I purposely only shopped at Ace Hardware in the local dollar store. So it's That's basically a lot of hand tools you'll find around your home. So like sort of a basic toolbox, screwdrivers, hammers, whatnot. Um, oh, I should also mention Radio Shack when that was still more of a thing. Uh, that's where I got yeah. electronics from. We had um, the new Radio Shack owner. We did an interview with him. It was Ty Lopez. He, he owns like a bunch of like brands that kind of died. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Maybe it'll come back. Um, maybe not. Yeah, I saw the website the other day. They still have like a couple of their like staple electronics. Yeah, cool. I'm gonna email them. I want to ask them how they're doing. Um, okay, cool. So you should pull apart servos, and then yeah. is each. So this is this is one of this is one of the bots. Wobbler. Oh, fun. Right. So yeah, that's the most basic. I have one here actually. And oh, okay. Um, it's falling apart. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, the good news is you can put it back together. Like if it's made from stuff around the house, you probably. Yeah, this one is like 10 years old. So the wheel falls off sometimes. And I just jam it back on. And it's right. fine. So that's the cool thing about making things out of junk. They're like really easy to fix. And yeah. could, if the part breaks, just replace it. With oh, cool. Here's some of this. I, mean, this is a C, one of, I think this is a CD bot that I saw. Yeah, I mean, I was saying before the show when we were looking at this, I need to learn more of this mechanical stuff. And, you know, I know the software side really well, but creating a, a robot, a physical thing is still something I'm less familiar with. So this looks great. Yeah, one of the things I want to do is take kind of some of these more complex motions and simplify it such that you could look at it and easily understand like, oh, this is a concentric. Yeah pivot on a wheel. And, you know, we always get asked this question, and it's a hard question, um, but what is this, what's the age group for this? I always say, like, kids are way more advanced than you think, so it's hard to, to say. But I think we, a lot of these, you know, did, eight, eight-year-old, but probably with an adult helping out, right? I mean, it seems like there's, there's some, you know, kids can be very creative, but you still need a little bit of a dexter, dexterity so to what's screw the, parts uh, together. What's the age range you're, you're thinking, Randy? Yeah, for let's say, like, a very advanced 10-year-old. Possibly, yeah. I've tr I tried making it with a seven-year-old once, and they got bored. And, and yeah, I, I was sitting there it's, all yeah. it's just boredom. They're like, "I got other stuff to do." Yeah, so I think if they're old enough to use tools, and if they have maybe some adult help, they probably ten and up. All right, cool. This book looks yeah. great. All right, so where can people pick up this book? Um, they can get it from No Starch website or Amazon. Um, I think in bookstores. <laughs> Not actually. I, people go to stores at the moment. I don't know. Um, yeah, I haven't been to a bookstore in over a year, so it's hard for me to say it for sure on that, but um, basically anywhere books are sold. All right, well, check this out. Maybe All we right. can find a, a, you know, the parts, if we have them in stock, we can tell people, hey, here's the parts to get, so you can get the Adafruit, get the book from you, put stuff together, be creative. Yeah.
Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Randy. Thank you, Randy. All right. Good to see you. Next up, let's go to JP. JP, what you got going on this week? Hey, uh, so I got a couple things I wanted to show. Uh, One is I can start with this thing that we see right here. Uh, For my product pick of the week, I was working with the prop maker wing. And one little technique that I used on this that I wanted to show that I thought was neat is uh, if you can see our good friend Lars back there, when I click this red button, he gets a little laser dot on him there. And I'm not threatening him or anything. That's just for fun. Lars and I like to kid around. Uh, And you'll see that laser go on and off. And that's just this little laser pointer I got right here. Um, The technique I wanted to show is that I realized that our little uh, tail sockets for mechanical key switches make a really neat, easy way to wire up a switch, particularly when you have to deal with an enclosure. So if you're going to build a prop, let's say a a, a ray gun or a a lightsaber or something like that, uh, it's nice to keep interconnects on things so you can fit parts into small areas and then then click them together. And so by soldering to our little kale uh, socketed switch there, we can then just pop the key switch in later and then we have a a nice little um, toggle switch. I'm using it as a toggle. so that was just a fun little kind of happy thing I, I played around with the other day and wanted to show off. And then the other thing is I was showing on my uh, show last week, I put together uh, one of our aviation connectors on a USB cable. And I'm writing a guide on that now that shows you all of the, the gory details of getting that put together. But I just wanted to show the sort of nice, clean end result we get with one of our standard fabric covered USB cables. And this, this is the nice little four conductor connector, which then uh, you just orient it and click it together and now you've got a nice stable connection still works even even it still works yeah yay good work (laughs) that's the hardest part getting everything lined up for sure all right good good fun here all right thanks so much jp and you'll uh be on tomorrow right jp's right on yeah come on by the workshop we'll make stuff and more okay thank you jb next up ain't your dragon what you doing oh hello what's going on what's Um, happening i got a macro pad thing going on macro pad it's still relevant um, someone had made a feature request. They wanted uh, media control keys, like volume and brightness and next track and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's like, the code is totally like keyboard focused. And it's like, I don't know how to do that without like breaking compatibility. And then there was another feature request. Someone wanted like mouse input, like buttons and moving the mouse. I think for Minecraft, that would still be useful on a macro pad. And I'm like, I can't do that. That's gonna break ev- everything. But I had this idea. And I, I um, let me switch cameras here to the overhead. There it is. There um, it is. So I, I, I did an experiment and I was able to make a thing that does not break compatibility with the existing configuration of the macro files, uh, but you can still um, you can still do volume control and brightness. So you can do both keyboard stuff and media stuff. And uh, mouse control is in there. And um, that's one of the existing macros is the number pad. And uh, just as long as I was going nuts, uh, adding audio feedback to macros. I don't know if you can hear, but you can get little beeps out of these. And you can mix all of these in one macro. So if you need keys and mouse and some audio feedback, um, it can do all of them. So I have not merged this code yet because it's kind of atrocious. And I was waiting for some feedback on a couple people to see if it's worth the atrocious syntax in order to get these extra features or if I'm just 
kind of just going off the deep end here with too much zaniness. Okay, cool. All right, well, um, maybe post in the Discord where people can uh, check out this PR, so make a PR and then have people take a look at it. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do okay, that. you'll get some get, get some good feedback from the community. Okay. All right. Thanks so much, Libby. Okay. Next up, New and Pedro, what you printing? Hey, folks. Uh, so this week we have a collab project with Liz Clark. A couple of weeks ago, she had an idea for a BLE HID gesture mouse. So we put together this little case for it. And I got a little demo video. It's kind of hard to demo uh, the the movements of the mouse. <laughs> so it's using the feather sense. It has a built-in accelerometer and a proximity sensor. So the little case here houses uh, the feather sense and you tilt it up to move your mouse up. You tilt it left, you tilt it right, it goes left and right. And then it also has um, the ability to use the proximity sensor. So when you put your finger over the hole, uh, you can control the mouse uh, scrolling. And right there I was showing the, uh, the user switch can be used uh, as the left mouse button. And uh, here I'm showing the, uh, the demo for scrolling because uh, it'd be hard to demo that. So I got some video of it. Uh, but yeah, we were able to get the learn guide out. So it's out now and there's the inside of the case and here's the case in, in reels. Um, in reels oh, here. Good. Yeah, I so like, check it I out. Like the slim, slim design, it's cool. And it's like, you know, people can modify this however they want with different sensors and such. Looks yeah, cool. definitely check it out. We have 3D models of all of the Adafruit feather boards, uh, the battery and the switch and folks seem to be using those in their projects. So it's really nice to see folks using those. So there we All go. right, nice work, then Pedro. Check out that guide coming. It's uh, the guide's out, and then videos out next week, right? Yeah, oh, no, maybe tomorrow. Friday. Tomorrow, tomorrow Friday. Friday. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Thanks, folks. Bye. Next up, Liz. You were mentioned. I think they said your name five times. So <laughs> you, 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 so you are. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> Uh, their case makes it. Um, but uh, last week I was talking about, I uh, sent off a fuzz pedal to Fab, so the PCBs came in. Uh, so that's the silk, looking like a fuzzy white noise TV. Um, and then I have it all populated and everything. The only thing is I wired the jacks wrong, so I need to fix that. But based on some other testing I was doing, it should be working. So hopefully maybe I can um, have some fuzzy sounds uh, next week. Um, and the other thing for fun I was working on was um, Oscatone has a new um, synth kit called the Scout, uh, and it actually has an Atmega 328 on it. Um, and as the PCB suggests, you can um, hack it as the FTDI header and some other pins broken out. Um, so I'm hoping to um, do some fun synthy things on top of the already um, really cool sounds you can get out of it. So. Squeaky. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's fun to stay home and do sense. Yes, definitely. All right, well, good work on the BLE Air Mouse. Uh, people can check out that guide. Oh, um, thank you. Very hackable project. Yes, definitely. All right, thanks so much, Liz. Next up, let's go to Foamy Guy. Oops. Now, do you want me Hello. to do that? Hello. Now it works. Right. Okay. So this week I made a digital Etch-a-Sketch. Uh, so here's the real device. And then I have a picture pulled up of the inside of it. It's made out of a Pi portal and a couple of uh, rotary encoder, the Stemma connector ones. Um, unlike the real Etch-a-Sketch, though, we're not bound by the hardware, the, the physical hardware, right? So we can do things like pin up and pin down. So like right now I can move the cursor around. It's not actually drawing. 
if I press one of the buttons, then I'll actually be drawing because the pen went down. Uh, we can also do stuff like change the size. So there's a menu built in. If you press this one, there's a couple of different pen sizes, a couple of different step sizes. And then there's also a clear menu uh, option. And then the, uh, the last thing that I was excited to get in there last night was a accelerometer. So if you shake it up, it will prompt you to clear it. So you can hit nice. the button there and it will clear it out and go back to uh, letting it's you so draw cute. some more. Yeah, thank you. I was really, I really case. pleased with the way it came out. All right. Well, you can make art a plenty. Yes. Good work. Thanks. All right. Thanks so much, Tim. All right. And then one more person. Hello, Gabriel. Hey there. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Good Welcome back. Uh, so me and my father made another project for Christmas. Uh, it is a very simple project. Uh, it only has these LED lights and it is 3D printed. It is still is not completed, but it's like there is like some lights and we will, we will put in the Christmas tree maybe or in the door. Cool. Maybe. And it only shines and it's programmed in a very tiny microcontroller. It's like Arduino light here, if you can see here. Mm -hmm. It is a bit ugly, but I'm sorry. I, we still did not separate the time, the proper time to make the whole case, but we, we will do it soon. Uh, we, we, uh, I am trying to find a way to make a case and still make the letters uh, appear outside, not mm -hmm. stay. Yeah. Maybe another color. So that is it. Bye. Wow, that's great. You have plenty of time before Christmas to work yes. on that project. It's good, it's good to make it earlier, earlier because yeah. sometimes the duties at the university makes me not do everything and I have to uh, not do in the proper time. So it's better to do so. So yep. I have not no problems in the future, me and my father. Oh, so it's it's a good thing to learn as an engineer. Congratulations on on getting ahead of your project. Okay, bye bye. Right. Thank All you right. so much. Thank you so much. Thanks. Okay. All right, everybody. That's our show and tell Yay. this week. Finishing right on time, so we have a couple minutes to set up for show and tell and more. Uh, special thanks to DigiKey and to Randy. Randy's book, Homemade Robots, is out. Pick it up. 10 simple no bots to build with stuff around the house. Yep. And uh, also a special thanks to Jeff being a guest on Show and Tell. First guest of the thanks year in me. person. Yay. This is my Show and Tell project. Yeah. <laughs> Don't I look realistic? Yes. All right. Thanks, everybody. All right. We'll, we'll see everybody on Ask an minutes. Engineer in about 10 minutes. Bye-bye.